Uninformed immigrants are at a huge disadvantage in court, in financial and legal matters, and also sometimes in life. Well, what can we do about it? I'll tell you what. We can train, teach, inspire, and empower immigrants to maximize their lives regardless of their immigration status. And that's exactly what we're going to do here. I am your immigration lawyer and host, Otis Landerholm, and this is the Empowered Immigrant Podcast. February is a month of love because of Valentine's Day, and in honor of that, we want to talk about love-based green cards, all right? And really, I want to talk about six questions that we should be asking ourselves if we're going to be doing a love-based green card, and, uh, and so we'll get into that. Here at the Empowered Immigrant Live, uh, you know, we, we are here to train, to teach, to inspire, and to empower immigrants to make the most out of immigration law and to make the most out of their lives, all right? So, so today our theme is how can you get a love-based green card? And, you know, my question for you is do you want to get a green card this year? Is this year your year? Do you want to come out of the shadows, right? Because if so, go for it. And I'd love to help you with that. And my firm's on a mission to win 10,000 immigration cases by 2035, and I would love for your case to be one of them. All right? So thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and welcome. And uh, as always, we'll do this topic in English, and then we'll do it in Spanish. Um, I'll be relatively short and sweet today. And so, um, and so you know, I, and if you've got a question, and if you want to talk something through, just send it over. All right, not a problem. So, um, you know, uh, I think for today, my, what can I say about love? I don't know, you know. I, last time I did an empowerment tip about love, I, I, I'm a guy who's in love, all right? I'm a guy, I, I love my wife, I love my kids, I love life. I love, every morning I write in a journal the people that I'm grateful for. And uh, I just come at, uh, I just prefer to start my day thinking like that, you know? And that's not to say, hey, you know, there are things that are going wrong, aren't there, right? Like there are things that are like not ideal in the world and outside and in, in, in the relationships that we have perhaps, and certainly at work, perhaps, things might not be ideal. They might not be quite where you want them. But man, if you, if you just took a moment every day to think about the people that you love, think about the people that you're grateful for, think about, like, bring some feelings of positivity to your own life as, like, a discipline. Hey, you know, it might just, it might just like, help make everything else better. It's like you keep things in perspective. Don't let the things that go wrong upset you because you keep things in perspective. So much more is right than is wrong if you choose to look at it that way. So anyway, that's my empowerment tip for today. I hope it's useful. I hope it's helpful. You know, if it is, tell me. If it's not, tell me. Not a problem. All right. 
bring a perspective of love and of gratitude and make a discipline of doing it every day. Hey, it might just change your outlook for the better. Uh, it might change your results also for the better. Anyway, thank you for that. So uh, now I'm going to talk about love-based green cards. And what I put together here is a list of six questions that I think are the key questions to ask. Like, are, do we want to do this type of case? All right. And so um, the first question that I ask for clients when they're coming and talking to me and they're in love and they want to apply for a love-based green card, my first question is, where is your loved one? Where is your spouse? Where is your fiancé? Where is your boyfriend or girlfriend? Where are they? If they're in the U.S., all right, if they're in the United States right now, then I like to talk about a process called adjustment of status, which means applying for a green card here in the U.S., all right? But if they're not here in the U.S., if they're overseas, right, if they're outside the U.S. right now, then, okay, let's talk about fiancé visas, so they can come here and marry you here, or let's talk about you going there and getting married and then filing a marriage-based consular process, all right? Even if they were deported in the past, even if they're whatever, like let's talk those things through for whatever reason that they're outside the U.S. Let's talk those things through because you can't do an adjustment of status if a person's outside the U.S., all right? Uh, they got to be here, Okay. So, um, anyway, so that's question one. Where are they? All right? Where is the person that you're in love with? And if they're here, then that's great. If they're here, we go to question two. All right? Question two is, if your spouse, if your loved one is here in the U.S., the question is, how did they enter? How did they enter the United States? All right? Because if they entered with inspection, with admission, or with a parole, all right, inspected and admitted or paroled, that's the way the law is written. If they have that, right, if they entered with a visa, if they entered with a parole document, if they entered lawfully, then they are likely eligible to adjust their status. Great. And then we can go to question three and four and five and six. If they entered unlawfully, then they'll need the consular process and they'll probably need a waiver. All right? When you cross the border without permission, now that's a waiver case. We've got to ask for forgiveness for having done that. It's a violation of U.S. immigration law. All right? And there's one exception to that called 245I for people that have a petition that was on file before April 30th of the year 2001 and that have physical presence on December 20th of the year 2000. I'm not going to get into that too much right now. If you know about 245I, talk to an immigration lawyer. Talk, call my office. We'd love to help you analyze that to avoid the waiver process and still be able to adjust status even if you entered unlawfully. Okay? So far, so good. Question one, where is your loved one? And question two, if they're here, how did they get here? How did they enter? All right, those are the first two. Question number three, right, is a huge question. And that question is, is your spouse or loved one, quote, unquote, admissible? Is your spouse admissible? Right? And that's where we start to ask 
all of the admissibility questions. Have they ever been arrested? Have they ever used drugs, including marijuana? Have they ever filed anything with immigration that was not true, right? Have they ever helped another person enter the United States without permission? Have they ever falsely claimed to be a United States citizen? Have they ever voted in the U.S. unlawfully? Have they ever received military or weapons training? Have they ever belonged to a totalitarian or a communist party? Do they believe in the overthrow of the government of the United States? Have they ever applied for or used public benefits? All of this stuff is part of our consultations process. And hopefully, in your case, the answer to all of them is no. And admissibility is a big topic, right? I've done lots of videos on each one of those. Hey, does an arrest really make a person inadmissible? It depends, all right? Does uh, bringing another person into the United States without permission make a person inadmissible? Yes, and in some cases it's waivable. You can do a waiver. Can falsely claiming a, to be a United States citizen be waived? No, it's unwaivable, but it doesn't cause inadmissibility if it happened before September 30th of 1996, when the law changed. After September 30th, 1996, it causes inadmissibility. Okay? Permanent inadmissibility with no waiver available. Okay? All of these things, it's like, we got to talk them through. Because there's nuances in the law that we've got to work through. Okay? But that's question three. Is your spouse admissible? Hopefully the answer is yes across the board. Because there are none of these, like, uh, red flag type issues. All right? And if there are red flag type issues, hey, let's talk them through. It doesn't mean you're not eligible. You might need a waiver. You might, you know, and you might just be fine. One arrest, even one conviction for, let's say, petty theft, right, with a sentence of less than six months, all right, does not cause an admissibility. One offense, for example, of like driving under the influence of alcohol where there was no no person was harmed, no, uh, you know, no aggravating circumstances in it does not cause an admissibility. You can still get a love-based green card. Some of these things are things to talk about with your lawyer. It doesn't mean that they necessarily cause a problem for your case. Got it? Very good. All right, that's the third question. The fourth question is a big one. And the fourth question is, are you really in love okay are you really in love and what do i mean by that i mean don't fake it that's what i mean don't fake it don't say hey i'll help you get a green card right i'll help you get a green card because i want to help you to get a green card but i'm not really in love with you that's marriage fraud and that causes all kinds of problems don't do a case in that context have it be a case that you, and you don't have to be, you know, I mean, you can argue sometimes, you can, you know, spouses, you know, you're in a relationship. It's not like it's all uh, love and romance all the time, right? Uh, you're in a relationship. It's okay that there's ups and downs as there are in any normal relationship. That's fine. But I mean, is it genuine, right? In fact, those ups and downs is like better. 
right? Um, but the question is, is it genuine? And that's important for a case. It's like mission critical important, okay? So that's question number four. We're doing great. If you're just tuning in, welcome. Thank you for being here. I'm Otis Landerholm. I'm the founding attorney here at Landerholm Immigration APC, where we fight for your American dream. And we're talking about love-based cases, all right? Are you in love? You want to help out your loved one to get a green card in the United States? Hey, I'd love to help you with that, all right? And we're going through the questions. Question number one, where are they? Question number two, how do they get here? Question number three, are they admissible? Question number four, are you really in love? You're not faking it, all right? The fifth question is, are you ready to get a lot of documents in order? Okay, are you ready to get your documents together? Marriage license, document the bona fides of your relationship, get your tax returns together, you'll need to go get a medical exam, lots of other, like, like uh, paperwork to start going through to put the case together. All right, this full packet is about this big. All right, it's typically one to 200 pages of forms and evidence to, sh to demonstrate your legal eligibility for a green card. Okay, it's often more involved than people might think. And then number six is, are you ready for a long, slow government process? All right, like long, slow. These are long, slow processes. Um, people ask, hey, can we expedite it? No, we can't expedite it. Is the, people ask, hey, is there any chance it's going to go faster? Yeah, sometimes it goes faster. This whole process, you know, when I, when I first started, it takes six to eight months to get a green card. Right now, it's taking like a year and a half to two years, all right, for a straight-up, normal, marriage-based case just because there are so... Uh, many cases right now in the government's backlogs. Got to be ready for that. Okay? That's yeah. it. That's it. That's exactly, that's, that's what I wanted to cover today. Um, if you're here with me, thank you so much for being here with me. If you have any questions, now's the time to send them over, right? Um, and I, I really appreciate your being here. Um, if this was useful, if this was helpful, please give us a thumbs up, a like, a heart, whatever on the app that you're watching us on. If you want more videos about immigration-related news, updates, law, uh, the best way to do that is to subscribe to our channel in YouTube and hit the notifications bell, all right? And if you have an immigration case, hey, please give us a call. We are here to help. We would love to help, all right? So uh, that's it for today. Thank you all so much. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we'll see you next time on our next episode of the Empowered Immigrant Live. Again, I'm Otis Landerholm, founding attorney here at Landerholm Immigration APC, where we fight for your American dream. Elvia, I see you here on Instagram. Thank you so much for being here. Everybody who's with us here on YouTube, thank you for being here. And TikTok, um, uh, LinkedIn, what other platform? Facebook, you know, thanks. Thanks to everybody for being here with me, and I hope you're doing well. Hope you're enjoying this February 2023. I'll see you next time on our next episode of the Empowered Immigrant Live. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye-bye.